Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 55. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is photography and variations on a theme. Welcome. Thanks for joining. I am glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this shared passion of ours. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. It is late January 2021 as I record this, and yeah, the COVID pandemic has still got a grip on the planet. And for me, that has certainly curtailed my photography. No travel or spur-of-the-moment day trip, certainly no extended travel right now. But that got me thinking. Even without a pandemic keeping me stationary, what is my photo library filled with? Lots and lots of images of the subjects and places near me. Makes sense, right? Most of the time, we're in our hometowns. And that presents an opportunity for photographic study, variations on a theme. If you enjoy today's podcast, please share it with a friend, share it on social media. And if you can, please leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. It's been a little bit of time since there's been a new rating, and it's those ratings that help other photographers find out about the show, keeps it on people's radar, and that's what we want. We want more photographers improving their craft. And it's a simple, free way you can support the show. So the places and subjects near us tend to be the things we photograph most often. An open space, a coastline, a certain city block, or a local park or landmark, a farm, a stream, Whatever is nearby, when we have pockets of time, we pop out to our favorite places, grab some photos. However, we don't want to photograph the same exact thing over and over. We'll get bored or unmotivated. We'll enter variations on a theme. When we photograph the same subject again and again, how can we photograph it differently? The analogy I draw in my mind is with musicians. Imagine being that band that has that one great song everybody wants to hear. Every show you go to, the audience wants to hear that song. And you can't drop it from the set list. The crowd expects it. And you've got to play it every show, every night. Two to three shows in a city on a 100-city tour. Yeah, it runs the risk of becoming monotonous. So what do the bands do? They change things up a little. They'll still play the song, just differently. Rarely is it the radio version of the song. Maybe it's a stripped-down version, less electric, more acoustic, or in a different key or a different arrangement. They blend some songs into a medley, improvise the solos. Years ago, I saw Paul McCartney play, and he threw in a little bit of the Beatles' Hello, Goodbye as an outro to one of his own songs, just to mix it up a little bit. The crowd was surprised, even delighted, and I'm sure it helped keep things fresh for Sir Paul. I suppose I could think of this as a musician covering their own material, and we can do the same with our photography. How can we photograph our favorite subjects and places a little differently? How can we do a cover of our own photos? I have a few ideas to share. Now, I'm a landscape photographer, so my ideas will stem from a landscape type of approach to a scene, but I think these will translate pretty well. Well, here we go. Number one is to take a something the same, something different approach. Now, the location we go to or the subject we choose to photograph, that's the thing that's fixed, and that we're relinquishing control on. This is the place that I have available to me or my, my favorite subject. 
So we'll vary something else. We can vary the composition, of course. Change where we place that predominant subject. Move it to the left, move it to the right. Balance between foreground and sky can shift around, you know, pushing the sky very high in the frame, minimizing it, or vice versa. We can do shallow versus deep depth of field. What's the most important element in the scene? Try a shallow depth of field and accentuate that. Or if you traditionally photograph with a wide aperture, tighten that up. What changes when the scene is crisp from foreground to background? Change your lens. What if you photograph the subject from farther away, but with a longer lens? The elements in the scene get compressed. How does that change the mood, the feeling? Or the reverse, you get close in on something and shoot at a very wide angle. It will exaggerate certain aspects that are close to the lens. How does that change the dynamic of the frame? We can change the viewing angle. Do you normally capture the subject at eye or chest level? What happens when you get really low? An angle upward a little bit. Or what happens if you put your camera on a tripod and put the tripod seven feet in the air or stand up on a park bench or something that puts you elevated and angled downward? See what those things do to the scene. So there's just a few ideas of I can't change the location, I can't change the subject, but I can change the approach to it, be it through framing, through gear choices, composition, or just angle. Number two, I'll call the anti-photo. Now, at many of my most visited locations, there is a signature composition or a predominant subject. And for a variation, make a photo that's not about that predominant subject or is not that signature composition. Now, the signature subject can still be in the frame, perhaps to provide some context. However, it should not be the primary element or the story of the photo. It's an anti-photo. It's a photo that's not about the signature thing at a particular location. It's an anti-photo. The photo is not about the signature thing. The story of the photo may take place in or around that key and maybe very recognizable subject. However, the story of the photo is not about that subject. It's about something else. Here's an example I think everybody will be able to relate to, the Eiffel Tower. Now, this is a subject that has been photographed to death from every angle and every vantage imaginable. Yet one of the most memorable photos of the Eiffel Tower I've seen, at least this is how I remember this photo, it's a very foggy scene, and the tower is rising from the fog in the background, so quite distant. The midground is completely obscured by fog. Now, there's nice nuance, so you know it's fog. It's not just a white mass. There's ebbs and flows. And in the foreground is a lone shopping cart, tilted over, abandoned. And the story of that photo is dystopian. It's a very end-of-days feel to it. The Eiffel Tower is in the image, gives a little context about where this is in the world, but the photo is most definitely not about the Eiffel Tower. It's an anti-photo. Number three is to do a subject study over time. It's a variation on the something the same, something different approach, but time it becomes the long-running differential. And some ideas for time in a subject study is different weather, you know, clear days, cloudy days, golden hour, rain, like a brooding or moody sky, snow if you have snow, different seasons is a classic, you know, winter, spring, summer, fall, 
You can do day versus night. Locations look very different in broad daylight versus twilight versus golden hour versus the dead of night. And do these types of photos over the course of months, maybe even years. An interesting body of work builds up. To my point at the beginning of the podcast, chances are your photo library already has a collection, a body of work of your most photographed places. You may already have the beginnings of such a project. One other variation on the subject study over time is a place or a location itself where the location doesn't change, but what's going on at the location does. Like, you know, a, a local park or a street corner. Uh, you know, shops open and close, morning joggers and dog walkers come out. Uh, maybe you're just pointing your camera out your window. It's the same location again and again, but the variation is what's happening in the scene itself. And a parting thought before you next visit one of your frequent haunts, take a look through your photo library at the photos you already have of this subject or place. And what's missing? What else? could tell the story of that place, or how else could you tell the story of that subject? What photos would you want to have to refine or round out the story based on the images you already have? Use your own work and let that surface new ideas for your next visit, and then go and create your own variations on a theme. This past week, I was out with my camera to one of my frequent haunts, Tidelands Park in Coronado, and there's very nice views of the San Diego skyline, and the signature subject is the Coronado Bridge. I went there to capture some blue hour photos. It's one of my favorite spots in San Diego for blue hour, especially in the morning when it's nice and quiet and you know, I usually have most of the place to myself. But I also went out with the intention to capture an anti-photo. I wanted to practice my hand at this. The bridge is such a prominent subject at the park. Can I create a photo that's not about the bridge? And I've done some variations from prior visits, you know, photograph the palm trees, or there's a small landing where a bunch of dinghies are on the you know, patch of beach. You know, putting those as the foreground and the bridge is kind of in the background. But uh, this last outing, I had a couple of uh, variations. One was just the weather. It had been very rainy in San Diego, and so the sky was much cloudier than normal, moodier than normal. Even the sidewalks were still quite wet. Uh, so that added some difference to previous visits. So the, the skyline of the city really looked very nice against this uh, this more... I won't go far as to say fully dramatic sky, but certainly a more interesting nuanced sky. But the photo that had me the most excited was of an art installation called Penelope, an homage to the character in Homer's Odyssey. It's only recently been put in the park, maybe a couple of years ago. It's a wireframe sculpture that's looking out over the water, and the inner part is hollow. Like you, could, it's very large. It's you know. It's almost as tall as I am, so you could step inside of this uh, this sculpture, and you can see through the eye sockets. And so I spent several minutes getting my tripod adjusted just right so that the Coronado Bridge, or portions of it, 
were visible through Penelope's eyes. And then I tried additional variations, uh, changing the aperture, pushing the focus to the background versus the foreground, uh, changing how much of the bridge was in or out of focus. I must have worked that scene for maybe 30 minutes. I had a whole lot of fun doing it. And I left that shoot with so much more than just one more set of bridge photos and maybe a cityscape for my photo library. I mentioned reviewing the images in your library as a source of inspiration for your own variations. There's another studio exercise you can do right now with your images to help you find variations. And I'll call this the three-in-one exercise. Pick a photo from your library, make three virtual copies or versions of the image, and crop each one differently. Find three different photos that are within that single photo. This is another variation on a subject choice. Instead of a composition variation changing where the subject is placed, you're finding three different stories in the same scene. And that might mean eliminating a subject or accentuating and drawing attention to something else. Do this a few times, and then the next time you're in the field, after you've captured, say, a wider photo, try applying the three-in-one approach to that image. Look at the back of the LCD and go, hmm, what other photos could I make from within this frame? Then grab a few more tightly framed scenes while you're at location. Before I sign off for today, thanks very much to the members of our Patreon community. It is your support that makes this podcast possible. You're helping thousands of photographers improve their craft and enjoy this passion that we share. Now, I've gotten a few questions from folks this past week, in fact. Well, you know, Scott, I'd like to support the show, but Patreon is really not the thing for me. Well, there are many different ways you can support the show. I mentioned that earlier. You can leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. Just telling others about the show is a no-cost way of supporting the work here, spreading the word. Hit the support the show button. There's one on every page of Stop Down Podcast. A bunch of different ideas there. Most of them don't cost a thing, and that is a great way that you can show your support for this podcast. That will do it. I hope you enjoyed the episode. You'll get out there and do some variations on a theme. We may not be able to travel far and wide yet, but there are photos to be had, and they are available. They're in our backyard. We just got to be able to see them. Well, until next time, my name is Scott Davenport. Have fun. Mm -hmm.